Movie podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And we're going to be hitting you up with all of the latest news that's been going on throughout the week in Hollywood and other places. And then we'll be <laughs> a little bit late. <laughs> and then after that, we'll be reviewing some movies. Today, I'll be reviewing uh, the science fiction horror film Splice with Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly. And after that, I shall be reviewing Ghost Rider. Not Ghost Rider, but Ghost Writer, uh, the Roman Polanski movie. Starring Ewan McGregor, Pierce Brosnan, Olivia Williams, and many others. And I'll be reviewing, I'll do a quick mini-review of what I thought of The Losers, and also another mini-review of Operation Endgame. Both two movies that came out a while ago, in case you haven't guessed, The Summer Slump is now on. Yeah, there's fuck all to watch in the cinema. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, pretty good movies. Interesting, interesting stuff. Mm. Okay, on to news. Uh, There's uh, been some new... Announcements in regards to the female casting for Sony Pictures' reboot of uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, they're saying that um, uh, they got a few people in, in, in line for it. Um, quite like a, few, a five, right? Quite a few of them unknown. Um, Lily Collins, she was in The Blind Side, which I've yet to see. She's also in uh, Priest, that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ophelia Louverbond, who's um, in Nowhere Boy and London Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And Imogen Poots, who was in 28 Weeks Later. Yeah, and, she, and she's also in the uh, the remake of uh, Fright Night. Ah, right, right, right. Uh, and also uh, Emma Roberts as well is in is in the running. Mm. And uh, Teresa Palmer, who is in Sorcerer's Apprentice, and Who's is Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. She's uh, she's Eric Roberts' daughter. Oh, right. Yeah. Does she have a gammy leg as well. She's very gammy. <laughs> uh, she's been. I think she was in Hotel for Dogs. Oh, brilliant! Yes. <laughs> but uh, Hotel for Dogs, Spider Man. Great agent. There you go. <laughs> but have you heard uh, that uh, apparently the female? It's not going to be Mary Jane Parker. Be, it's not going to be Watson. Mary Jane Parker. Watson. Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> Later. <laughs> yeah, which is it's it's weird. I mean, it's like I'm Batman without Vicky Vale. <laughs> I'm Superman more without Lil Wayne. Yeah, it's, I don't. I think you could very easily do a Batman movie without Vicky Vale. That's what I meant. You could also do a, a Batman movie very easily without Rachel, Rachel Dawes. I was being ironic. Rachel. <laughs> Go on. Um, Why is he doing the voice of the character every fucking week? <laughs> but uh, I mean, okay, it could be Gwen Stacy. Yeah, it but they've already. Be, yeah. Or or it could be Betty Brandt. Yeah, or it could be someone new. But again, we're getting to an interesting time now because they're moving. You know, they've done the stories. You know, like all the all the Batman the Batman franchise didn't really reference an awful lot of the comics. They had stuff no, in there. No, but it it took it in a new spin without it, it referenced old and new. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sounds like you know they're not going the Ultimate Spider-Man route. There, I don't know. Is there a different? I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man. It's Mary Jane I mean, Parker as well. Yeah, right? it is, and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. So it could be interesting to see where they go. We start seeing these cinematic and comic worlds diverge. I don't know, but you don't, you don't think it's a little too soon? <laughs> I well, mean, I think. Well, Kirsten I mean, Dunst thinks it's too soon. I mean, I think it's too soon to repeat to uh, reboot <laughs> to, re- to reboot it to reboot the whole thing. You know, anyway. Yeah. Yet alone to reboot it and then take it into a completely different t- uh, continuity, it just seems a little seems a little weird. Well, I've mentioned this before, and I think movies are going to get around to this where they're going to st- they're starting already. I mean, there's only what five years between the Hulk's 
Yeah. Um, there'll be less, I think, between the Fantastic Fours. There's less between the, the Spider-Mans. I don't know. I mean, they seem to be taking their time with the Fantastic Four and uh, the Daredevil reboot. Yeah. But... And they can continue them, to take their time. I mean, they, they, God knows, in, t- in years to come, when audiences are used to the fact, when people, kids grow up with the fact that there's, you know, completely different actors and completely different styles on a movie within a couple of years, they could get to the point where they do, you know, a Batman movie and an Elseworlds Batman movie at the same year. Oh, I mean, I'm sh- it's definitely heading in that direction, but I think it's going to be a while. Mm. It's going to be a while, I think, before that sort of thing can happen. But, you know, anyway, we'll see. I mean, yeah. but, uh, I mean, so you're cool with this, though? You're cool with the fact that it may be a completely different character? That's, that, that doesn't uh, wait till I see the trailer, because I don't... I mean, it could go so many different directions with this. Uh, Maybe they're just making Spider-Man 2099. Yep, well, whoever it is will be joining the uh, previously announced Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Uh, a little bit of uh, Marvel news this week. We have that there's shitloads of news on the X-Men. Yep, that's right. So this starts filming today. Today? Yesterday. As we, as we speak, cameras are rolling. Yeah, they started yesterday, I believe, August 21st. Um... But uh, Brian Singer had a big long phone call with any cool news and went through a lot of things which are very interesting about the movie. So it's which gonna... makes it sound like it could e- it could either be genius or it could be Driven. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Vaughn. I'll give um, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, I'll give Matthew Vaughn a lot of a lot of leeway after um, kick ass. Kick ass. Well, um, I mean, all of his yeah. movies have been good actually. Yeah. Layer Cake was good. Even Stardust. I enjoyed yeah. Stardust. And this, I enjoyed Stardust as well actually. Uh, but this looks very interesting. They're gonna. T- it's going to take place in the sixties. It's going to be a period piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, play, heavily play with the style of the day you'll see John F. Kennedy as, as president uh, Martha Luther King and Malcolm X will play out in the background which is nice because yeah. that's the, the atmosphere that it was created yep, yep. and the look is supposed to uh, emulate the, the original costumes mm-hmm. and also the, uh, the technology in the film will be is inspired by the James Bond films of the decade yeah um, the, the film which again could make it look very pastiche <laughs> yeah. it could be Austin Powers X-Men I know it could be potentially embarrassing uh, they also, he also revealed that uh, Charles Xavier is going to be played by James McAvoy. Full head of hair. Full head of hair no and wheels. Uh, no wheels. Yeah. Although we will discover how he got into those wheels by the end of the movie. He's going to go to which you know he's going to go to Savage Land and get a spike through him. Is that what happened in the comics? So that was one of the that was yeah, one of the reasons. That was why. one of the reasons. So um, it'd be interesting to see how where what reason they give in this one. And also they, they confirmed it in a cool way. They're going to do the Hellfire Club story, which is a real. 60s yeah. sexy M appeal and the Avengers style sex romp confirmed and that Kevin Bacon is uh, is indeed playing Seb- Sebastian Shaw uh, who is a key member of the Hellfire Club yeah and I think it mentioned on the, he mentioned in the article that you know Brian Singer said that storyline could never be updated it could only work in the 60s makes total sense and it makes total sense and it, yeah. that, 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 it just it's it seems to hang nicely the Bond comparisons all that kind of stuff having you can imagine people in the 60s wearing outfits like that Mm-hmm. Although Cyclops will be in it, so we won't see the body condom. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Girl's not going to be in it either. Apparently, they're both definitely not in it. Um, January Jones is now in Emma Frost, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird if they're going to do that without Jean Grey, I guess, which is odd. Yep. Um, but also, it shows they're mixing shit up because uh, Zoe Kravitz has also been cast as Angel Salvadore. Yep. Who, that's the angel from Grant Morrison's run, from the new X Men. Yep. Who's like. It you know, does has sex and then lays eggs. For fuck's sake, she's a giant fly angel. I know, I know. It does sound a little weird. I mean, some of the things that uh, it, it it does sort of uh, smack just uh, slightly of uh, X Men Last Stand mm-hmm. is that you're throwing too many people in there. Mm-hmm. It's the first class for fuck's sake. Yeah. it's X Factor. 
it's a small class. <laughs> you know, and you got all these fucking mutants turning up. And also, they're, they're going to be playing around with, like, I don't know, time travel or some shit. Because oh, really? You got, well, because you got actresses playing... So is the Romulans destroyed the original timeline? Because you, you know, you got two actresses playing Mystique. you got one actress playing her when she's really young and another actress I'm playing, playing older. Her, playing her as an adult. Yeah. Um, but that could be just, like, scene setting where, like, you know, she's a baby and she turns blue and freaks out the parents and stuff. Possibly, but then why announce it if it's such a small scene like that? True. That they, they've never bothered to announce... You heard Oliver Platt's cast, yeah? Yeah, and that's another thing. It's like, hmm, a character... Well, there's two possibilities. He's known as what? The Man in Black? Is that it? Oh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's a new character, right? Yeah, he's he's a new character. Apparently, this character does not exist in any of the comics. Or... We or they just haven't decided. They've just decided not to reveal this guy's uh, his He's name. Playing Beast. Beast is um, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. That's right. Yeah. So the, I mean, he's in his twenties, right? The kid from About a Boy, last oh. seen in Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. So he's. I mean, he's relatively older, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was. Pre- it was uh, pre- uh, previously sort of announced that uh, Rosamund Pike was going to be playing um, Emma Frost. Emma Frost, but that turned out to not be true. It's going to be played by January Jones from Mad Men. Although I know her from American Wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rose Byrne is also going to be playing um, more of Taggart. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. At least Jason Fleming's in it. There was an article on Empire yeah, yeah. saying that Jason Fleming is, is Matthew Vaughn's lucky, lucky uh, yeah. totem. He's his rabbit's foot. Yeah, he's playing uh, uh, Azazel. 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 It's a dad. Yeah, that's Nightcrawler's weird. Dad. <laughs> Which is a weird. I mean, they're probably dumb. But they won't like. He won't be an interdimensional demon who makes sex with other people, so he can come into our own dimension. But. Although, although Brian Singer did sort of uh, tease that uh, the look of. Um, Azazel would be quite close to the comics. Oh, really? As a side note, did you know that Brian Singer's gay? Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no clue. Suddenly, suddenly the X-Men movie costumes make total sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he did it. It's like, it's that whole... I was like, when I found this out, I'm like, okay, now I understand Superman Returns. <laughs> That's why that movie was so fucking gay. <laughs> Brian Singer's gay. I had no idea. He's really quiet about it. But yeah, that's the whole thing about, you know, the, uh, the prejudice and all that kind of shit. That's why he was a perfect fit for the first movie. I, I, I had no idea. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> why didn't anyone tell me this? Because everyone knows. Suddenly, I'm don't ask, don't tell. I'm looking at all of his movies differently now. Like yeah. Usual suspects. It just sounds suspect. <laughs> Apt pupil. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It's like, is there a missing scene where Ian McKellen's like trying to bum, <laughs> bum Brad Renfro? <laughs> which you know today is quite disgusting. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that, that's that was funny. I mean, nothing against nothing against it, you mm-hmm. know, because you know, fellas, don't think there's anything wrong with gay people because you can play tennis with a gay person. <laughs> this is going to be a regular slot You can go for a drink with a gay person you It's go, safe Yes You can play guitar with a gay person <laughs> You can play guitar hero with a gay person But you need to watch it when you're playing volleyball with a gay team <laughs> Especially if you're listening to Top Gun and wearing you, cutoffs You can watch Liam Neeson movies together <laughs> <laughs> Oh god uh, but yeah, what's uh, so, up? But I, I gotta ask you though, how do you feel? Because as you say, Brian Singer does say that um, playing tennis with Brian Singer, I'd love to play tennis with Brian Singer. I would, I wouldn't actually. I hate tennis, and I would love to play tennis with Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why though. But okay, like the fact that he says that this is going to be very the look of the costumes will be the closest to the comic books ever. How do you feel about that? You'll have to see something the, again. It's one I of mean, those things that you that as as a fanboy you always go like, yeah, awesome. But 
when you think about it, would well, that really work? <laughs> look at the way Vaughn got the... They said they should be releasing something in a month or so. You might get some shots uh-huh. of this. Yeah, so yeah. Um, look at the way that he pulled off... Matthew Vaughn pulled off uh, Kick-Ass. I know, but Kick-Ass, you can get away with it because he's not supposed to look professional. True. You know, I mean, he's supposed to look like an amateur. Big Daddy. Uh, but, no, but Big Daddy's stuff was all, uh, you know, pretty realistic. Yeah. You know, it's... That's uh, I mean, they got a... I mean, Brian Singer came up with the leather outfits, the BDSM gear for the X-Men stuff, so... <laughs> It, they'll be close it won't be exact I don't think you can have that many pockets on an outfit and I'll explain why yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think I mean what does Beast wear back then Beast yeah, he, he, was he, a, he, he wasn't blue right yeah he was a human condom yeah they all were pretty much they were all wearing their swimming ski hats. masks <laughs> Uh, I'm upset there's going to be no Jean Grey because remember Jean Grey also had the same thing but she had holes through her pigtails and come up oh yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) that would be so retarded (laughs) easy access but they're not they still have they still have rights to Wolverine right no that's Fox yeah yeah they they, they still have rights to Fox yeah I think they've already said though that they won't no Oh, is Captain America can't have Wolverine in the background because of the, the different yeah. uh, rides, which would have been cool. Yeah. But whether they have I mean, Wolverine could just walk past in the background smoking and giving out or something. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> is Hugh Jackman free? Hugh Jackman's always free. For, yeah. for a Wolverine movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks past in the background fixing his boots with the giant fucking things on them and his mad mask. Uh, did you hear that like he dropped out of uh, Avon Avon Man because apparently he needs to start getting he, st- he needs to start working out again for Wolverine 2. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've announced, uh, they've announced writers for Wolverine, right? Our director for Wolverine was, was announced. There are two possibilities. Uh, one of them is David Slade, the director of uh, 30 Days of Night. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was uh, Robert, Robert Schwenke. Schwenke. Yeah, the director of Red, Red and Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah. And Flight Plan. Flight Plan. That's, yeah, that's the one with Foster. And that's the one with Jodie Foster and uh, Peter Sasgard, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where she loses her daughter, but did she? <laughs> or did she really? But she built the plane. Is, Ju- is Jodie Foster gay? Kinda. She seems gay. She's into beaver. She's the brave one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, hers is one of those weird sexualities. But like, Tom yeah, Cruise's. it's just like yeah, just one of those things. Because she didn't. She had a kid, right? But she didn't. Was it? But was it her kid, or was it like artificially inseminated or some shit? I don't know. Something like that. I remember something fucked up. Something that went against all that is good in God's green earth. So you saw, you saw this as well. This uh, yeah, the most, yeah. the most this dangerous. Fu- this is fucking hilarious. The most dangerous celebrities on the internet. Yeah. Uh, top. Cameron, no, just, just by, but before explaining, Cameron Diaz is the most dangerous celebrity on the internet. Yes. I read that headline and I was like, it's like watch, what? She comes around your house and gives you crap for writing on moviepoopshoot.com. No, I always She'll stab you in the face. I always thought because like she's she's well known for saying stupid shit on interviews. So it's like the most dangerous person on the internet is like, you know, who's who she burning this week? Yeah, exactly. Or something, you know, besides herself. Yes, I remember she gave away that, like, uh, this. She, I mean, one interview at Comic Con when she was promoting the box. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, she just let the whole fucking uh, uh, cat out of the bag oh, in terms really? of the twist. It's like, so yeah, in the end, uh, the aliens are conducting experiments on us. <laughs> is that the end? It's something like that. It's like, yeah, in the end, they're all just experimenting on us. And we're all dead. And we're in limbo. <laughs> no, not quite that far. But the, I just remember it's like all the internet, uh, 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 all the websites grabbed hold of that. And it's like, did Cameron Diaz just fucking give the whole fucking movie away? <laughs> and then she was quoted that other thing about about lesbianism. She was saying, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was something that pissed off a lot of lesbians. <laughs> well, they have the top ten list. At number one, it's Cameron Diaz. Number two, Julia Roberts. Fucking hate you. Just to, just to clarify this, is that basically. Uh, it's, it's a search. It's a search uh, that contained the names of public figures 
and uh, gives you most a likely to get you to a malware or virus site. Yes. <laughs> so you search for Google this shit, you're pretty much fucking your computer. Yeah, so if you search for Cameron Diaz, you have a 10% chance that you will encounter some sketchy material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and here, are the, here are the top 10 celebrities with the highest percentages of risk. Number one, Cameron Diaz. Number two... Julia Roberts. Roberts. Number three, Jessica Biel, who was number one last year. Yeah. Number oh, four, really? Yes. <laughs> number four, uh, Giselle Bunchkin. Bunchkin. Number five, Brad Pitt. Number six, Adriana Lima. Number seven, Jennifer. A tie, it's a tie. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Nicole Kidman. Number eight, Tom Cruise. Number nine, Heidi Klum and Penelope Cruz. And no, number ten. Number ten just cracks me up. Anna Paquin. <laughs> I just didn't see that coming. But then again, it's I, basically I, the Spank Bank search. <laughs> Pretty much. Where's... Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, Anna Paquin may crack you up, but then have you seen True Blood recently? Uh, not recently, no. Have you seen the Rolling Stone cover with um, her, Bill, and the blonde dude? No. They're completely bollock naked, just covered in blood. Jesus. And, like, she's been... You know, Bill's holding her in such a way that he's covering her and she's standing sideways and shit. But it is, like, top to toe, obscuring the Rolling Stone logo, and they're bollock naked. Did you know that Anna Paquin's bi... Oh really? Oh yeah, she came out. Yeah, she came out. She came out. Everyone knew. Everyone didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, excuse me. <laughs> it's also a bit of a slow news week. Yeah, there's not not really much interesting going on. I mean, it's uh, just it's August. Yeah, it's August. You know, this is that part where they start slowly giving you early buzz about mo- good movies to come. Yeah, and but, we uh, start ramping up for the Christmas season, absolutely. for the holiday season. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, yeah, so I watched some trailers during the week. Uh, you seen the tra- Did you mention the trailer for due, J- due Date before? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, it looks like another one for Robert Downey Jr. to keep busy between Iron Man. Yeah, it, but although there's something about this trailer, I, I don't. something about it suggests that it's not going to do too well. I, I don't know yeah. why. It's just something about it. It doesn't, it doesn't have that, that the hangover zing. sort of zing. Yeah, it's the same director as The Hangover. It's got Zach Galifianakis. Jamie Foxx turns up for a while. There's that funny bit where like, Zach Galifianakis just pisses off. Robert Downey Jr. throughout. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. needs to get a lift with this guy until they go to get to Robert Downey Jr.'s wife so he can be there for the birth. But yeah. did you see the clip at the the bit at the end with the car? No. Jumping? No, no, no. There's a bit the, the, the trailer on iTunes. Maybe it was a, tra- a teaser trailer before, but like I think it's pretty early in the movie where they actually just pull off an audacious stunt. The car rolls and Zach Galifianakis like Robert Downey Jr. is just sitting there in the fucking car destroyed and Zach Galifianakis just reaches over, opens the glove compartment, takes it and says, "Oh look, I do have coverage." <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't. I don't remember. There's glimmers of what could be. It could be that they're holding there was, back a there funny was one funny. amusing part in the beginning of the trailer where Robert Downey Jr. is talking about how his dad left him and everything, and then Zach Galifianakis just starts laughing at him. There's the last like, time. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Uh, my my parents loved me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty funny. And there's the other line where he says. Um, Look, you're not traveling with a fucking child. And the girl says, have you gone to the bathroom? He says, no, but that's a good idea. I need to go pee. So the movie might actually be funny. Might actually be funny. <laughs> but it's just weird seeing Jamie Foxx and Robert Downey Jr. together again after... What was the one about the cellist? Oh, um, the soloist. The soloist, yeah. So it's just weird seeing him in it again. It's like, hey, I was just hanging around with Robert after we made that, and he put me in the movie. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, about the, now they're making a movie about Google? Oh God! Really? Yeah. Well, uh, David Fincher's um, social network is getting quite a, quite a bit of buzz, actually. Yeah. And uh, the trailers do make it look pretty interesting. And mm. you know, I mean, it's David Fincher for God's sake. But yeah. uh, now, um, Groundswell Productions, who did uh, Milk and Appaloosa, and producer John Morris have acquired the the film rights to Ken 
Aletta's book Googled the end of the world as we know it. Oh. And Google it tells the story of a Stanford PhD students, Serge Brin and Larry Page, in their attempt to build a better search engine using such business principles as you can make money without doing evil. Yeah. And you can Don't be, be evil is their number one business plan. Yep. And you can be serious without a suit. Unfortunately, they seem to have betrayed that because they're, they're currently teaming up with some internet service providers in the US to bring in what they call at the moment they have what I think called net neutrality which means that no matter who you are no matter what you're looking for mm-hmm. it's the same speed yep. whereas Google are teaming up with these guys so that they can offer premium internet so that means that your ISP could actually make it really shit to visit our site but instead go to some other assholes podcast instead if we mm-hmm. don't pay them mm-hmm. which is just like broadcast television <laughs> well I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon there is no writer attached yet there's no director attached mm-hmm. uh could be interesting, I suppose. I mean, like, uh, but we're gonna get space. You know, we're, you know, it's 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 only a matter of time. I suppose, you know, once this happens, you're gonna get the Twitter movie. You're gonna get the fucking the big rotten, movie, the rotten, the rotten Tomatoes movie. <laughs> there already is the Pirates of Silicon Valley. You seen That's that? Right. Yeah, <laughs> the McGappin Fries movie. Yeah, it's like Simon Pegg, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> <laughs> directed by Edgar Wright. <laughs> Dark Knight was awesome. <laughs> we should podcast. Movie over. Uh, with you know, like, and, and Bill Bailey can play the older version of yourself. <laughs> what, like the two years older version of myself? <laughs> who will play Hashim? You saying I've gone, down, I've gone downhill? It's got to be Sam Worthington for Hashim. That's right. <laughs> No, although by but it depends on Kevin Plakin plays Dave, which you never see him, you just hear him on the phone or read emails. <laughs> no, Andrew Strong plays Dave. <laughs> hey. I got nothing to Rob Strong. <laughs> the commitments. Who's Andrew Strong? The guy from the commitments. That's Rob Strong. No, that's Andrew Strong. The singer. Yeah. No, it's Andrew Strong. Deco? Yeah. <laughs> well you never see him, you just hear his voice. <laughs> just screaming obscenities at him. <laughs> You never fucking reference my emails. <laughs> your podcast, all right, but you're not putting enough of this of this into it. I'm gonna start working on treatment. <laughs> Could be a great film. Could be a classic. Okay, back to reality. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Tony Lau plays Leon. Tony. Andy Lau. Andy Lau. Jesus. It's Tony Lau. There is no Tony Lau. There is no spoon. There is only chopstick. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. Um, for those of you who don't know who these people are, wait till the movie comes out, summer 2015. Uh, some of the trailer which actually looks quite good for a Craig Hayden Christensen movie called Vanishing on 7th Street and this looks like a nice little horror piece it's a bit, it looks a bit like um, what's the one with Will Smith and the end of the world I Am Legend I Am Legend yeah it starts off very much like that with him waking up going to work and there's no one around it's just clothes it will be shit it has Hayden Christensen in it and need I remind you that the trailer for Jumper looks pretty good too oh, it wasn't that bad yeah I haven't seen I haven't seen this trailer. I had the opportunity to see it, but I refused because I just can't I just can't watch that guy. It's kind of creepy, and you know, I, well, I'm sure it is. You know, I mean, like an empty street is always creepy, especially when the only person on that street is fucking Mannequin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Take me! Don't leave me behind with him. <laughs> but um, now, Fanny Newton's in it as well, so she's usually got not two. just the men, but the women and children too. <laughs> I hate them. Ding 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 ding. 
Everyone's gone. There's just loads of sand. Oh, don't fucking start about did the sand. Hear, did you hear that even like the producer, like Gary Hertz or something, was From, talking shit about Hayden Christensen? Oh, the producer of the first two movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like, I didn't think it was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, this is an, an article that came out recently. He's the producer of Star Wars and uh, Empire, but wasn't after that. He himself and George had a, a falling out when he saw how they were turning it into a fucking toy movie, which is an interesting thing, piece to say about that. To hear about that now, as opposed to you know all those years ago, he's kept pretty quiet about it. But uh, leading up to the Star Wars Celebration Convention, he just ragged on the movies. <laughs> I think he's going to be at it as well, or he was at it. But I mean, this this looks kind of creepy. I mean, it's got it's uh, as uh, Tandy Newton and John Leguizamo's in it, um, and they don't have the whole arguing thing at the beginning. It's just like they're trying to band together, and like you have to stay in the light. And there's some creepy shadowy effects and stuff. So I don't know. Like, I think it looks okay. It looks creepy. All right. Well, I shall uh, I shall check the trailer out at the very Dude, least. At least, yeah. all right. Another trailer I saw was for uh, Dylan Dog trailer, Dead of Night. I haven't seen the trailer to this. This is uh, the movie with uh, Brandon Ruth, right? Brandon yeah. Ralph. Brandon Ralph. So directed uh, by Kevin Monroe, who yeah. uh, his, I think it's his first stab at live action. He directed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle CG movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, Dylan Dog is a, an Italian horror. Oh, and comic. as a side note, the uh, writers of Iron Man have been hired to write the new Teenage, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Live action movie. Live action movie. Mm. Which will apparently use similar technology that they did in kind of um, uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Which could be cool, yeah. Which could be very cool. It's, like, very well. uh, it's pretty much like man and men, you know, like martial artists in suits, but the face, animated face. Animated faces. It's a bit like you. Wave of the future, boy! Dude in a suit. And Just like face. me. Um, but yeah, he's a nightmare investigator, which is a cool thing. And. It looks very much like an 80s movie, even the font used for Dylan Dog. Well, the comic yeah, it's right. based on is an Italian comic. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read it? No, have you? No, me neither. But I've heard interesting things. Like, one of the things in the comic they couldn't do for the movie is that his, his sidekick in the comic is a Groucho Marx impersonator who has something happens to him, and so he just thinks he's Groucho Marx. Oh, right. And just drops in weird little sayings all the time. But they had to replay, they couldn't get the rights for that, so they've got some other. They've got the guy who is in Fanboys, the lead character from Fanboys. Uh, he's. Um, what, Jay Bruchel? No, it's not Jay Bruce. He's the main is, guy. Is it the fat guy? No, the other guy, the main guy. Oh, uh, Jay Bruce was the main guy, wasn't no, it? No, was. It was that guy with the short hair. He, he paid oh. Peter Parker in. Uh, or he paid, uh, he paid uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Sam Huntington. Yes. Yes. Not Sam Worthington. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's like, it's zombies, werewolves, uh, vampires, and it looks like even the effects they have on those look like they were made in the 80s. The logo looks so 80s. It would fit quite in nicely with the Goonies, Fright Night, and everything else. It looks like that kind of movie, mm-hmm. which is a weird decision to make, but we'll see. And the trailer I saw as well wasn't helped by, I think it was a TV rip of the trailer. Uh-huh. So it looked like it was from a bit bad VHS. So does it like the monsters? Does it look like the Monster Squad type shit? Yeah, it does. It looks, the, the, the vampires look like Buffy vampires. The werewolves are like Monster Squad guys in suits. Wolfman's got nads. <laughs> uh, something I'd like to bring up because this sounds like it could be the best movie ever made. Uh, Carla Gugino is in talks to, to star the title character in MILF. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but it's not it's not the MILF that you might be thinking, uh, which because you can't I'd get like, an or you gotta get an or rating for that. Yeah, mothers, I'd like to fuck. Uh, this one is Mothers I'd Like to Fight. I'd it's definitely like to fight Carla. Fight Carla Guino. <laughs> I'd like to fight the hell out of her. <laughs> this will be a revenge story about a woman who, recently released from prison, returns to the street to take care of some unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. The, the, direct, the director of uh, Piranha 3D, Alexandra Aja, Aja is the uh, executive producer of the project. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also news he's going to be producing this movie called Cobra, which is based upon an anime and manga, which looks 
It looks like Roddy Piper in space. Have you seen the pictures of Kyle Cobra? He's no. got like a Roddy Roddy Piper hairdo, and he's got even got like the broken nose. No. Nope. Goes around fucking aliens, not like fighting them, just fucking them. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not at all familiar with that. Uh, but Carly Gugino in anything, fuck yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting she's in Sucker Punch too. Awesome. Yes. That I mean that movie looks insane. And she was in Threshold. You ever see Threshold? No, no. That one season TV show? No, no. no. Where she she drew up a plan for what to do in case of alien secret invasion, and then she's like, well, actually, it's no longer fiction. We need your help. I just the first time I saw her, I fell in love with her. I saw her in this movie, Miami Rhapsody. Oh yeah, it was uh, Paul um, Paul Mazursky. Remember that guy, Paul, uh, Paul Mazursky? He used no. to make movies in the eighties. Oh. The Big Pickle. Nope. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, she played this uh, woman who, at the beginning of the, she, she, she's she's like a nymphomaniac. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, she's getting married, and by the end of the movie, she's marrying someone else. <laughs> and you just kind of get the impression that she's getting keep doing that over and over again yeah. but I just remember like there's one scene like uh, post-coital and like she's and she and she was like saying to the husband I'm sorry I'm sorry I hope you didn't mind all the screaming and then he's like no it makes me feel like Michael Bolton <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which dates the movie somewhat yeah no, Michael, soul provider Michael Bolton still sucks don't worry about that um, time speak- love and tenderness is an awesome <laughs> <laughs> fuck Right off, he he started losing it around the said I loved you but I lied uh, period. But time, love, and tenderness was. There's a friend of a friend called Michael Bolton, isn't there here? Is there? I don't. I was in a movie, something about Michael Bolton. He's like, no, I'm not that Michael Bolton. Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Sam Worthington. <laughs> And did you see that they hastily, yes. they, they confirmed yes. and then hastily retracted the fact that he's been confirmed for Dracula Year One? <laughs> so it is going ahead, and I just cannot imagine how it's going to work. <laughs> is he going to be shaven headed? Because he's still he's, he's still got his avatar he's still cut. Got, right? He's still got his avatar cut, and he's only ever had that cut in movies. No one's ever seen him with longer hair. Well, he had slightly longer hair in uh, Terminator, but it was just still slight, so it was, slightly. It was like it was half slightly. an inch. <laughs> Fuck! It wasn't like you know, Dracula's like going to be all fringe and floppy and shit, right? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't imagine Sam Worthington with bangs. I just <laughs> it's Sam like, the Carpathian. It's like trying to imagine Hash with bangs. It's like, <laughs> nah, man. Just, nah, man. Nah, nah. Man. You know, there's a lot of head shaking. You know, it'll till take off. Yeah, he'll fly. <laughs> <sighs> Any more news from you? No, I'm done. Well, the other thing that's, the one thing that's slightly weirding me out is that um, they're shooting an epilogue for reshooting an epilogue for Red. Yes. So with um, Bruce Willis, John Malkovich, and Robert Schwenker. 60-second comedic comedic tag scenes he plays at the end of the movie. So featuring the two of the characters. So I guess they live. (laughs) 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 Helen Mirren's going to get it. (laughs) Uh, um, um, Well, I mean, from the footage I've seen... This looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be a lot lot of fun. Shit, I'll pay, I'll pay. That fucking shot of Bruce Willis just getting out of the car while it's spinning is worth the price. That's of an excellent it's shot. It's yeah. an excellent shot, and it just reconfirms the fact that Bruce Willis is, is a, a badass. Is a fucking legend. <coughs> Easy to tell you. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's thinking of me. Mm. Or is that, or is that when you sneeze that someone's thinking? What's when your ears get red? Oh right. Oh, you get itchy ear. So is, that, is that right? Apparently. I guess people don't talk about me very often. Yeah. <laughs> she knows that you're gonna have to fight. What? Itchy nose is you're gonna have a fight. Itchy nose means you're gonna have a fight. Yeah, coughing means you gotta laugh. Smokes. 
<laughs> or somewhere, somewhere, somewhere a fairy died. Um, emails. Emails. Um, this week we got an email from somebody. Jip. <laughs> was it anonymous? No, it wasn't anonymous. <laughs> I didn't cut and paste that bit. <laughs> I'll get back to that because I, I, yeah. So, um, Anonymous says, sounds like we had an awesome time at Comic-Con, which we did. I'm now the colour of jade and I smell of pine. I have no idea what that means. Do you have any idea what that means? I have no idea what that means. Anyway, I was watching Seven the other night and I've always loved the opening title sequence. This is my question. What are your top three unforgettable movie opening sequences? Or what are your favourite movie open, unforgettable opening sequences? Uh, well, there's a few. There's quite a lot. There's quite a few. This it's, one had me stumped for a long It's time. one of those things where it's like, at first you can't think of any, and then once you start once you start getting ideas, you start remembering other things, and then you realize just how fucking many movies there are with yeah. awesome opening credits. There's for, an actual That you remember for a whole bunch of different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, first and foremost, I think just... Every single opening credit sequence for every James Bond movie deserves an honorable mention. Yeah. As does every uh, opening credit sequence for uh, every Pink Panther movie. Yeah. Uh, those opening credits, I mean, like, uh, they, they, as, especially as, especially the Pink Panther opening credits as a kid, it's just like, yes, awesome. They're so awesome that I remember actually the first time I saw a Pink Panther movie. You were disappointed. I was disappointed <laughs> when <laughs> when the credits were over and I was like, what? It's not a cartoon? Well, that's the thing. I'd seen the cartoon first and then I saw the movie and I was like, Cause, huh? Because I, you know, like as a kid, I wanted to watch the Pink Panther. I wanted to watch the Pink Panther. I was like, is he going to team up with the Pink Panther? <laughs> uh... But there's there's quite a few. I mean, like as a kid, um, definitely the, the the opening credits for the Goonies, uh, because it just it just int- it just encapsulates uh, every, everything in there so well. The the tone of the movie, all of the characters are introduced in the best possible way. The Fratelli the, the Fratellis are introduced. The, you know, the prison break, the uh, the police chase, all of it. Uh, all, you know, all of it's in there, and uh, so it's. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, the Goonies definitely stands out. Yeah, um, I, I have to say, we, we right, we're going about this movie every fucking week. But the Scott Pilgrim opening, when they have the Universal logo in eight bit graphics, is like, and the music's playing, yeah, eight bit yeah. chip tune is very it's, nice. It's very fun. It. It's very fun, and, and and also like seeing as we're on like Michael Cera territory. Michael Cera, quite a few of his movies have great opening credit sequences, like The Youth in Revolt. Um, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool, and even the opening credit sequence for Superbad. You know, like with uh, with the cut with you know like the different colors, and you see like uh, the. Sort of the, uh, the silhouette of yeah, Jonah, yeah. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah dancing, and yeah. they can't dance to save their lives. That's yeah. actually pretty funny. Uh, and I mean, also um, the uh, the opening credits for City Slickers springs to mind. The animation, anything animated is pretty good. Anything animated is <laughs> always awesome. <laughs> and wasn't uh, was it also the um, Steve Zuzu? What that what's that Wes Anderson movie? The uh, the Aquatic Life of uh, Steve Zuzu. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't that have like a Henry, Henry Selleck directed uh, opening credit sequence yes it did yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah that was cool that was very cool I mean, uh, I, mean I guess and also like Fight Club yeah Fight Club I like when you don't know what exactly is going on then it pulls out and it's the yeah. gun and stuff on his face and yeah things. that's really cool I like that that's one. very nice uh, and also um, uh, the uh, opening credit sequence for Lord of War Oh, yeah. The Nicolas Cage movie because that shows the life of a bullet. Yeah, uh, I heard of it, but I, haven't, I, haven't, I still haven't watched. It's pretty it cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's like just like from from where the bullet gets made and uh, ends to, up in somebody. Ends up in somebody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say as well. I um, what was the one I mentioned earlier? Um, Catch me if you can. Another mm. animated sequence. <laughs> <laughs> we like animation on this podcast. Well, I mean, it's 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 a great way of telling telling the story of setting your movie up. Yeah, you know, which uh, all of those um, animated opening credit sequences do, 
and set it up in a very beautiful way. So by the time the movie starts, you know the characters. Yeah. You know, but you don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but you you get an idea of what, what to expect, and it sets the tone very well. Yeah, I, I like the ones that I like the ones where they actually reference the, it's part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Out of sight had a nice one as well, where you know, when the title the title screen itself is actually that plays into because that's a wibbly wobbly timey wimey bendy yeah. wendy yeah. movie, and that actually fa- factors into everything later on. You're like, ah, yeah. When George Clooney throws the tie and the freeze frames, it's a great shot. And just out of sight, it's nice. I like that. Yeah, there are a lot of good ones. Yeah, and you know, Superman as well. Mm. Like you know, as, I mean, as, as a oh. kid. The first time you see Superman, you know, <laughs> even the Superman Returns, and they were so slavish in their devotion to yeah, 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 and uh, when John when John Williams' music came on and it went, dun, 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 he actually heard it. Actually, it actually said Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I heard it in my head. It actually cried out Superman. <laughs> and, then, and ever since then, when I, when I watch it again, it's like it does. It does like scream out. Superman. And I mean, the first few movies, the Star Wars one was kind of cool because it's so odd. But it's not. I mean, but but technically, that it's not really a credit. Sequence. It's not really a credit. Sequence. But it's, it is very much. You know what you're getting. Even playing video games, watching the show, TV shows, they always start with the logo zooming back and the. You know. Yeah. I mean, and also breaking the Lone Ranger there. Sorry. And also some of the older ones that like uh, got a lot of honor, that like you know like charade is something that pops popped up in a lot of uh, top ten lists as well. And Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like something that just integrates it nicely what's going on have the credits around them I can't remember I mean the way the zombie land had it but I don't know how that had the credits as well the kind of things popping up and stuff yeah I don't think it did no uh, but an- another one that also deserves mention is Life of Brian oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the opening credit sequence of Life of Brian is insane is fucking genius <laughs> oh this is a little buddy the little it's like art cutouts going everywhere it's insane it's like Terry Gilliam you fucking madman <laughs> and he grew and then he grew it's Shirley Bassey was it singing yeah yeah and he became a man oh, called Brian which <laughs> <laughs> is a little like <laughs> the body flying around yeah. hitting up stuff <laughs> absolutely demented <sighs> movie reviews movie reviews I'll just uh, move into Splice it's going to be a very quick layman's review layman's review it's be as a opposed lay- to the professional it's, it's going to be a layman's review because this is all very sciencey and there's a lot of things and and so I'm just going to like uh, there's a lot of things you didn't understand yes, yes, <laughs> yes I'm just going to dish Ooh. it I'm just going to dish it out like a layman uh, it's uh, this is the uh, new film, latest film from uh, director Vincenzo Natali, who directed um, Cube, which is an awesome movie, very good film. Uh, he also directed uh, the vampire uh, segment in uh, the um, I Love You Paris uh, anthology. Okay, mm-hmm. with uh, Elijah Wood and the uh, Olga, <laughs> Olga, Olga, yes, yeah. and Olga from from, from the Bond movies, from the Bond movies, Golden and uh, so this is a movie that actually smacks a little bit of um, species mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a horror film about, uh, where with uh, Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly and they play they, they're these two young scientists mm-hmm. who have created um, uh, through like splicing sort of uh, genes have created a new life form mm-hmm. uh, that they are like uh, ultimately they've discovered there are ways that they can come up with 
it's like a boon for like medicine mm-hmm. and they can come up with uh, different ways to med- uh, like uh, for livestock and That's stuff like that. That's always the excuse when they're yeah. creating a monster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, so basically what happens is that uh, Sarah Polynesia and Brody, they're all hyped up because they've created this new shit and uh, they have the, the board meeting with these people like saying, you know, because they've created two life, these, these uh, two, two, uh, two, two life forms mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, uh, what, one of them's called Fred and the other one's called Ginger mm-hmm. and the ideas that they mate and all this type of shit uh, but so like they're, they're like saying like, hey, are they look, gross? They're, they're fucking disgusting <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which, which makes like the scientists even more fucked up because like when they see them like oh, aren't they beautiful <laughs> Sarah Pauly's like they're so beautiful and like and that's when you know you're gonna hate this character oh yeah I've heard a lot of people hate the Sarah Pauly character it's kind of oh up. man you hate this bitch <laughs> And you kind of hate Adrian Brody just for being in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things that's like, no wonder you kissed Halle Berry because you knew you were going to have the same kind of post-Oscar career. <laughs> his, his, his post-Oscar choices have just been bizarre, the movies that he's decided to do. You well, know? I agree with his choice on Predators. No, I mean, I, don't necess- I, mean, I understand why he would want to do Predators. Shit. Anybody, <laughs> any Oscar winner would like to do Predators <laughs> or would like to be the lead in the potential... You know, like a reboot of you know, like a franchise. Anna Paquin in Predators. <laughs> Anna Paquin in the remake of Aliens. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they're, they're 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 all like hyped up about their discovery, and so they go to the board meeting and they're saying like, we can come up like uh, we, we've discovered all these new ways to make things good for livestock and all that. I suggest we go to the next level: human test, human testing, human splicing. Because then the medical possibilities are endless. We can come up with cures for Parkinson's and all this type of shit. Different types of cancer and all that. We can make jam. Yeah, and the and, and the boardroom and the boardroom woman who for some reason is French has never explained why. Uh, is like uh, it's like no. uh, it's like oh, it pretty much like <laughs> no. We are very excited with uh, you know we're very excited with what you've done and congratulations blah 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 which is why it is very necessary to take it to phase two. Mm. It's like phase two. Yes, product. <laughs> <laughs> now this just doesn't this does not sit well with the scientists. Oh no. Uh, because you know they were promised you know like full autonomy and all that kind of shit, and now it's like, oh, what you're fucking us. So, not not after taking some time to think about it, but immediately after this meeting, they're like, fuck this, fuck this. I ain't spending the next five years doing this shit. Fuck this. And want to push the envelope. And 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 like you know like an, an Asian Brody's like such a pushover. He's a pussy in this movie. It's like he says he's a yes man. Yeah. You know, it's like he's pussy whipped. You know, he's, he's trapped in the pussy. <laughs> Uh, and so and so like and he puts up like He's not the most the pussy, pussy fight to, of maybe like maybe this isn't such a good idea <laughs> the most pussy with fight you know and this is this is the fight that he puts up she's like I ain't spending the next five years doing this shit and he's like well me neither <laughs> and what do they do they go straight to the lab you know? it's like no time to think about it <laughs> Just because phase two product straight to the lab. Yeah, yeah. They go straight to the lab, and uh, they got like um, this thing, is, and, and immediately he's like, "So whose DNA are we using?" <laughs> and then she's like, "It's Jane Doe, which is code for me." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a spoiler, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as the way the look on her face when she says it, you're like, I mean, shit, I was stoned, and even I was like, "It's you." <laughs> you're the bomb. It's her DNA. <laughs> She wants, she wants to do this. And also because... She doesn't pri- have kids. Right? And also prior to that, yes, there's a conversation where she doesn't want to have kids. Uh-huh. So it's like... Uh, mutant baby kids! Uh, uh, 
alarm. And so, so anyway. And so anyway, so like they, 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 they try and fuse this shit together and nothing works. Nothing seems to match. Nothing, nothing seems to like the, they, it just won't gel. Mm-hmm. Right. And they try it all kinds of different ways, different ways. And finally, how do they figure it out? It's because there's a montage, right? Of them not getting it. Yeah. And the, and the montage is accompanied by like this weird fucking techno music. You know, like they're all like searching. CSI, they're all, they're all, yeah, they're all searching it out. It's like dang, 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 dang. I'm shit. on the internet. I'm yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think it's a montage. And fi- and like finally, I realize. Test and then finally, I realize because Adrian Brody's like, "Fuck it, we're not getting it." And then suddenly, he has an idea. Wait, we've been listening to the wrong music. And he goes, he presses, to, he goes to a, like a mini compo or something. Presses stop, and then the music stops. In <laughs> the middle of the montage. Yeah, not. I mean, like at the end of the montage, and then he switches a CD and puts on some jazz, and then amazingly, they crack it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Pauly's like That's right We've been dancing To the wrong tune <laughs> And they And they get it wrong A couple of times And then finally He's just like Fuck it We can't get it And then out of the blue We have a match <laughs> And it's never explained How they get this match yeah. <laughs> They're just fucking, jazz. They're just Fucking around it's with jazz. Exactly It's jazz It's, it's very like, jazz it's, it's, That's the best way To sum up this movie It's jazz <laughs> If you love jazz, you'll love this movie. If you hate jazz, you will detest everything about this movie, and you will want to kill Sarah Pauly. So, anywho. And anywho. So, they, they figure out a match, and then after that, they're like, Adrian Brody's satisfied. He's like, okay, we've got the match. We can keep it on ice. And like, so, yeah, they're, they're pushing it on ice. And then after that, uh, she, Adrian, Sarah Pauly pushes Adrian Brody. Sarah Pauly, like, pushes this ice pack into the actual fucking room, and then to actually sort of make, splice, it, yeah, splice it and make it happen. And he's like... And this, again, this is his pussy-ass fight. Because she locks the door behind him, and then he's banging on the door, and when he's outside the door, banging on the door, he's all hardcore macho. He's like, open the fucking door! What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you You can't do shit! When he finally gets in there, he's like, this is his fight, before he agrees to do it. Look, there are moral repercussions. <laughs> and then he gives up. And she's like, like uh, so? <laughs> She's just so pig-headed about the whole thing. Yeah. The whole fucking thing is her fault, you know? <laughs> but you also blame Adrian Brody because he's such a pussy. He doesn't say no to any of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't put up anything of a is fight. Is like to meet the fuckers? It's like something like that. He's like a thin, tall Ben Stiller. Oh, God. <laughs> With a hook for a nose. <laughs> but, and so they splice it, and then they create this thing. And uh, it's, it's like... It's like it's it's amphibious mixed spliced with human DNA. It's like it's got all this kind of weird shit. Like if you've seen some of these pro, uh, promo pics, you'll know that uh, this this uh, this creature you know like grows into a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, kind of a woman. <laughs> woman shaped thingy. Yeah, you know, except for the legs and the hands and the wings. <laughs> but it's uh, it's some weird fucked up shit, and they basically treat it like a pet. Yeah. And, and like and, and the way that this thing comes into the world, you just know like oh fuck, this shit is gonna either this shit's gonna turn against you. It's gonna be so fucking horrible for it's everyone involved. You know, uh, it's exactly it's like Frank. It's like a more sexual Frankenstein. Uh, because Sexenstein. It's Sexenstein. Because what happens is that this this um, the character whose name is uh, Dren. Nerd backwards. Yes, uh, and nerd is basically uh, the acronym for the company they work for, oh, right. which is kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> when she, when, as she's growing up, it's it's kind of cool because she ages very fast. So it's like uh, it starts off as this weird, fucked up looking kind of like mutant, rat, thing, right? rat mutant. I don't even know how to describe it. But it's fucked up, and then it slowly becomes more human and more you know more human looking, and then and then basically like becomes like a, a, a grown woman, uh, but at in the space of like two months yeah. or, or something like that. Now what happens is that when she's like 
what we would she looks like she's 12 or something like that is that uh, Sarah Polly and Adrian Brody like uh, literally just sort of have a conversation about oh we haven't had sex in a while let's have sex now (laughs) (laughs) and so they have sex and then Adrian and then like uh, this this chick Dren like uh, sees it and then that starts her fascination and Mm. that's where it goes into species territory and she's trying to fuck everything Uh, but not everything actually specifically Adrian Brody she develops a crush on Adrian Brody Mm -hmm. um I won't get into the... There is a little bit of a twist, uh, but it's... It does go to s- some fucked up places. I mean, it is fucking bizarre. I mean, yeah. uh, the like the, the sort of um, pseudo love story between Adrian Brody and this fucking Splice Mutant. It's... <laughs> once again, you're like, what the fuck did you do this movie for? <laughs> no, but that's another reason. It, you, you, there's no real reason for an actor like him to be in it. Yeah. You look at the role, there's nothing really... I can't imagine this role sort of jumping off the page when he got the script. Yeah. You know, so I, you would imagine that he signed on because he thought the story was good. Because really, Sarah, Sarah Polly is the, is the meaty character. Yeah. But uh, Adrian Brody is just... Uh, it's, it's any actor could play that. Any actor. Stephen Baldwin? Stephen Baldwin could play it. Michael Sarah could play it. <laughs> he would fit the pussy would, yeah. Jonah Hill could play it. I would love to see Jonah Hill in a, in a movie like this. <laughs> but uh, I actually had this great idea for a, a, a reteaming of Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah in a zombie movie. Like, uh, like it's a, called Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's Seth been of, done. Seth, Seth of the Dead. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy the film. I think it's retarded in places, but yeah. it's... Uh, it's, it, it has a nice atmosphere, as it is with a lot of science fiction horror. The payoff doesn't quite match the build-up. Yeah. But uh, it's got a nice build to it. Cool. I enjoyed it. All right, so what's a watch? Worth a watch, I would say, yeah. It's, on, it's, on, on when you've got nothing else to do. It's a good rental. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good little rental. Uh, one of the movies I caught this week, which came straight to DVD, is Operation Endgame. <clears throat> uh, this is worth mentioning just purely because of the cast. Um, it's a ridiculous cast. It's ridiculous. You got, I mean, Joe Anderson is, is pretty well, not well known. Rob Corddry from Hot Tub Time Machine. Ellen Barkin. I will watch it. Rob Corddry's in it. Yeah. And Maggie Q plays High Priestess. Zach Galifranakis. Uh, Adam Scott, who is the guy from Party Down. He's the main guy from Party Down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bing Rames, Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, Emile de Ravine, who's um, Claire from Lost. Yep, yep. All these characters are in it, and the basic setup is that it's a it's, a, it's an agency like a, a, a CIA type agency, and there's like two groups: there's Omega Alpha and Omega, mm-hmm. and they kind of keep each other in check so that neither gets out of too crowded out of control, and they have their operation, and they they'll have code names like the Fool, Chariot, Empress. It's all based upon the tarot and stuff like that. Yeah. And Jeffrey Hambor is the devil. Excellent, and he's he's the one who sorts it all out. And so they're all in for their like weekly staff meeting, and then like they find out the devil is dead. <laughs> but there's a, there's a nice there's a nice thing where they cut back totally to I think it's Tim Bagley and someone else. These two guys who are like that is very while everything's going on. Basically, Jeffrey Tambor gets killed. This <clears throat> initiates Operation Endgame, which is that if anything happens, the underground complex they're in gets sealed off, mm-hmm. and in two hours it gets napalmed. And none of that to figure out how to try and get out. And then as it goes along, it turns out that one team has been ordered to kill the other team. And they do so in the most bloodiest fucking methods possible. Like, just, like there's people just walking around covered from head to toe in blood and like smashing each other in the face with <laughs> water. Um, 
It's like mountains and shit. It's like Punisher war zone type violence. Yeah, it's really, really. It's fucking. I mean, Ellen Barkin's running around with a golf club on fire for fuck's sake and just beating the shit I'm, out of people. I'm definitely watching this. Movie. Yeah. I mean, it is. It does look cool. Like, it has that kind of stuff going Rob on. Rob Ellen Barkin, same movie. I'm so there. And he's just. I mean, even like you know, he walks up to the the the, seat, the super security door. They have to walk in in the morning, and they meet up with the other two with Maggie Q and with uh, the new guy, the fool. And it's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. I hereby swear that if I ever meet Ellen Barkin, the first thing I'm going to say to her is, two glasses of ice water with ice." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she'll go. What? And I'll go. Two glasses of ice water with ice. <laughs> so, so this shit is kicking off anyway, and so the teams are starting to go to each other. But they've been paired off with each other as well to find a way out, mm-hmm. and then they turn on each other. Um, but these two guys are up in the um, Carl. These two guys you've got in the in, a, in a, like a monitoring station, mm-hmm. and they're basically Waldorf and Statler. So like you know they're watching everything, and they're like, oh sh- oh shit, look what he just did. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get that kind of shit going on. But there's also this very weird theme running through it. That it's happening on the day that Obama was inaugurated. Oh right. And there's a whole <laughs> thing about how you know all the dirty secrets that um, George Bush is that uh, the old administration is sweeping under the carpet. They're trying to get that out. Right, and right. get to inform the new administration about how fucked up the previous one was. So it's not fantastic. Zach Kalifranakis just keeps walking through it in a hazmat suit, icing people randomly, <laughs> and he's just like he's got the mask on, and just like what, 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 what? You do realize you're making this movie sound awesome. I know, <laughs> and I have to I have to admit I was pretty drunk by the end of it, so I can't really give. <laughs> it made me want to drink. <laughs> this funny bit, like when Rob Corddry goes in the morning, it's like you know he goes up and there's a touchpad, Rob, and this Rob huge. Corddry, Rob Corddry just makes you want to drink yeah. because he makes he remind he makes drinking look so much fun. Yeah, he's drunk and he drinks <laughs> as well. Yeah, but like you know he's got a at the he's got like it puts in the key code and it's like. And then the door doesn't open. He's like, eh, eh, eh. and he does the rope cordry patented freak out. He's like, what the fuck? Who's on today? Is it you, Carl? Open the fucking door. Every it's Tuesday, right? Yeah, it's fucking Carl. This shit's getting old. Just open the fucking door. I'm, I gotta see this movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it is good for the performances, but as a whole, it doesn't really. It doesn't quite gel. Together, yeah. It doesn't quite gel. But the cast is awesome in it. I mean, but it sounds like it. It, it sounds like it has, at the very least, some awesome moments. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some of the death scenes are pretty fucked up. <laughs> and just also seeing people walking around like for half the movie, their face just covered in fucking blood and destroyed and shit. And it's kind of cool. Kind of cool, but yeah, I can't recommend it too highly. Again, I'd say definitely a rental, maybe. It's a it's a fascinating failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else you see this week? Uh, I, wa- is, yeah. I watched uh, the uh, latest uh, film by Roman Polanski, the uh, the pervert, the pervert director. But he, you know what? He's oh, a, I thought the movie's called The Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's called Ghost. The on the nose. The Ghost Rider, which is based writer. on which, Ghost Writer. Pronounce your T's. It's a Ghost Writer, based on the book by Robert Harris called The Ghost. And uh, this tells a story... You can call it that because Americans think it's about... The ghost. A ghost. A ghost. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the ghost in question is played by Ewan McGregor, uh-huh. who is a ghostwriter. Uh, a ghostwriter is essentially someone who works on articles and books and has it, pu- and has it accredited to someone else. Knock it the fuck off. <laughs> so, at the beginning of this movie, uh, Ewan McGregor's character is uh, hired to uh, rewrite the memoirs of a former Prime Minister, British Prime Minister, Adam Lang, played by Pierce Brosnan. Come <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are sort of shades of that. <laughs> Even though in interviews, like Pierce Brosnan said, I'm not playing Tony Blair's like, ah, bullshit! 
<laughs> Even like I'm watching it Just like Fuck this is Fucking close to is home Is smiling all the time? <laughs> no actually He's a miserable shit Oh really? <laughs> I mean he's, he's smiling A bit in the beginning And as the movie progresses He just becomes more and more Fucking miserable and stressed Yeah Tony Blair Yeah Does he get grayer As it goes along as well? You no. seen those 10 year comparison photos yeah, 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 yeah. The beginning of labor The end of labor no, he's, like, he's, he's, he's pretty much like Kind of like grayish From the beginning of the movie uh, but uh, so yes he's hired to write these memoirs by uh, Adam Lang and the main reason for it is because apparently the book sucks yeah. and uh, there is one funny line like later in the film when he's t- uh, like uh, as he's getting deeper into the uh, uh, sort of like the different layers of uh, what's really going on uh, is he's having a conversation with this guy and this guy's like uh, can I have a look at the book and he's got the book and he checks it out and he's like this book is very important and then Ewan McGregor says has a killer line it's like yes it is it contains the cure for insomnia <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great, great line. Um, one before I say anything, one thing I will say is that uh, the cast is awesome. This yeah. is the best performance Ewan McGregor has given in years. Yeah, because he's been sleepwalking a bit. He's recently. been sleepwalking a little bit, and you know what? He he pulls it off in this movie. Although the best performance in the movie is probably Olivia, Olivia Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, she is really really good in this. That's from she's in. Um... She's Sixth Sense. Uh, she was also, she yeah. was also in Spaced and Spaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was in Spaced. Remember. Uh, she was playing the same character, like uh, she was uh, the, the the Sixth Sense reference. It's like there's there's a lady. We hit a lady. How do you know we hit a lady? Because she's standing over there. Oh, and it's her. It's her. What the fuck do you think you were doing? You have no courtesy at all for cyclists. <laughs> she was in um, Dollhouse. Yes. She was awesome in Dollhouse. Yes, and she was also in uh, X Men. X Men: The Last Stand. She was more McTaggart than. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In, in and she was Stand. in an Education. She's pretty good in that as well. Yep. Yep. She's, she's <laughs> one to watch. She's just a friend of the show. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, so, <laughs> space. <laughs> space. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> you have no cur- no thought at all for cyclists. <laughs> what did you say? I said you have no thought at all for cyclists. <laughs> he rolled it down. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> and then he runs over a bike again. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's hired to rewrite these memoirs. Uh, the the but the the whole thing has kind of like a bad taste to it because at the beginning. The reason he's uh, been hired is because the guy who previously was uh, writing it um, mysteriously uh, died. Committed suicide? D- yeah, mysteriously c- committed suicide. Death by drowning. Uh, <laughs> death by, by held on the water, you mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, from, so from day one, something just doesn't smell right. Yeah. You know that there's something, there's a conspiracy. That's a UKPM, right? Uh, yes. Is, yeah. he, is, is there a war in Afghanistan? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Is it Afghanistan and Iraq? Is it cut yes. label that? Or is it not just Kerblakistan? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, and also uh, the fact that he is now, for the most part, living in the States. Uh-huh. Because uh, certain certain things have gotten out, that he's been declared as a war criminal. So he is in danger of uh, never being able to go home. Um and and so and, and and then later it's also uh, sort of mentioned in the movie that everything that this, this prime minister has done has been in the interest of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> I think I remember the twist. I've heard about it, but yeah, you've heard about it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's just I won't say too much about the story because in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. there's there, it, it, there's a lot of twists and turns. And Neil McGregor like finds out parts of the truth and trying to find out the rest. Yes, and it just keeps happening. Yes, yeah, the people yes. who he asks gets information from. I presume. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and is, it's, he, is it a fight against time? No, not really. Oh, okay. It's I mean, but that's that's one thing about the film. Not, I'm glad you brought that up. Is that is that it's it's the kind of thriller you don't get anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like an old school kind of '70s style uh, slow 70, burn. Yeah, slow burn kind of thriller where it's just purely like it's just so intriguing and it involves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, but and it's very nicely paced. It's not very fast, but it, it moves. It's the characterizations that take you through it, uh, and and. It's got a great cast. I mean, Kim Cattrall uh, oh. plays um, uh, the 
the, the Prime Minister's aide. Timothy Hutton. Uh, Timothy Hutton plays uh, the Prime Minister's uh, attorney. Tom Wilkinson. Love Tom Wilkinson plays a man from the past. Eli Wallach. <laughs> Eli Wallach. He's still up. alive. Yep, he turns up. Yep, he's a cool character. Yeah. He's a cool, yeah, he's a cool character. It's, it's starting with his character where Ewan McGregor starts to realize things may be a little fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Something's rotten in the state of the UK. There you go. Something's rotten in the States. <laughs> but it has like one it's got the most like terrifying thing I'm terrified of uh, thrillers that have fairies what? you know like fairies where you have to get from one island oh to a fairy a fairy yeah 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 sorry. Uh, no, no, not a gay person <laughs> I thought <laughs> you meant like Tinkerbell there is no ah Peter Pan is a horror movie I wasn't referring to the Brian Singer cameo <laughs> <laughs> no don't go there <laughs> Brian Singer you think he sings? <laughs> Bad. Okay, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. Lock but uh, any any thriller, especially like these pot boiler thrillers that have like any sequence with, that can, that, that uh, involves a fairy, <laughs> I'm always terrified. <laughs> it scares the fuck out. Someone's of me. gonna get iced. Someone on the ferry. always gets killed on ferries. Don't get on the ferry. <laughs> Taken out of context. Don't pay the ferry man. <laughs> Don't even set a price until <laughs> he gets you to the other side. <laughs> Spanish Trains and Other Stories is an amazing album. fucking... <laughs> uh, you know, and it's also got uh, some, some really weird casting as well. Like, James Belushi turns up. Yeah? Yeah, James Belushi turns up. And he's cool in it. Uh, James, James Belushi is someone that I love to see do movies like this. Oh. You know, it's like, my favorite James Belushi performance, aside from Red Heat, is uh, fucking gang-related. That movie he did with two. Oh, it's called Gang Related. It's not called, a movie. It, oh, yeah, right. it's, not, it's not a gang related movie. The movie's <laughs> called Gang Related. It's made by finance by the Crips and the Bloods. Yes, you know, a movie called Gang Related starring Tupac Shakur <laughs> and James Belushi as dirty cops. Nice. <laughs> but James Belushi like plays it totally straight. It's not a perfect movie, but his performance, you know, it's a good performance. You forget like that he was in movies like uh, El Salvador, or, like mm. not El Salvador, where he was uh, fucking good in that movie. Yeah, the I O Nine recently had um, James and, Belushi uh, in Sci Fi Week. Yep. Or they just reference all his terrible performances in sci-fi movies. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. And uh, Olivia Williams plays uh, Ruth Lang, who is the uh, wife of the, the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, I mean, her character is very fascinating. It's a very, very fascinating character. Uh, but what, what's kind of interesting is just like the sexual tension between everyone. You always feel, even, even, even amongst the men, you always kind of feel that, you know, like... Uh, the dick out on the table, you know, it's the like comparing Pier- sizes. You always kind of get the impression that Pierce Brosnan, like, you know, wouldn't mind fucking Ewan McGregor. He's <laughs> 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 always kind of... <laughs> he calls him man all the time because he can't remember his name. And it's like, hey, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> He's trying to be chill. <laughs> and Kim Cattrall does a pretty decent English accent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's not consistent. You know, and and Kim Cattrall, whenever she doesn't, whenever she was like brought up in England or something for a part, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. Uh, she does have. She was doing a play with Matthew McFadden in the West End while I was there. Oh, what she was? Yeah, yeah. It was um, I think it was an old coward piece. I love Kim Cattrall. I mean, she is all kinds of hot. Mm. Mannequin, <laughs> mannequin dude. Ever since mannequin, I'm just like, yep. And uh, Police Academy. Mm. Oh, that was probably when she was at, at her finest. At her peak. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> But yes, I would say this is definitely well worth a watch. And you know what? Rowan Polanski, say what you want about him. This, this boy, is, he's a fucking amazing director. I mean, when you watch movies like this, you kind of realize, like, this guy's fucking good. Yeah, it is tricky, though. I mean... This is a professional piece of work. It's always tricky to divorce the artist from the art. Because um, he did rape a 13-year-old. I mean, he's not denied that. He, yes, he has not denied that. No. Which is... He just wants to be that awful. Which is, you know, strangely deserving of respect. Mm. <laughs> 
no. He's like, he's like, you know what? I did it. And you know what? I'm still going to make movies. Yeah. And you're still in France. Make yes. And you're going to give me an Oscar and I won't collect it because I can't. And I'm never going back to Switzerland ever. <laughs> that was ballsy when the Academy gave him the Oscar for Best Director for The Pianist. It was a CIA it, thing. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you guys got balls. It's almost like a practical joke because you know he can't collect that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got an Indian on his friend's head. Sorry, Native American. <clears throat> it's like when they gave Ilya Kazan the uh, the Lifetime Achievement or that, that honorary Oscar, and you've never seen like an audience so divided. You got some people standing up, and then you got Ed Harris sitting down with his arms folded. It's like fuck this guy. Oh yeah, because yeah. the communist yeah. stuff. Right? The whole communist the thing. Whole, uh, McCarthy, that whistle blowing son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Time wounds all heals. But yes, I would highly recommend this film. I mean, it is it is a very very cool throwback to the kinds of uh, political thrillers that we don't get anymore. Yeah, it's everything that. What about State of Play? Was that? Was yes, I mean, I would, I would, I, I enjoyed State of Play. Yeah, I thought it was a very, again, a very, very, uh, the kind of movie you don't get anymore, like yeah. a, like a very like sort of like all the presidents men type of vibe. When you do, because there's two of them. Yep. So you do get them <laughs> now anymore. <laughs> and I'm gonna finish off then the reviews with a quick review of the losers. Mm-hmm. So I watched this last night. You've done a, you did a very quick piece on it before. I didn't dislike it. I just wasn't. You know, it just didn't do anything for me. It wasn't well liked. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it, it had it had some cool moments, and the casting is very good. I like yeah. the cast, and the, you know, like the look of it. I thought they nailed the look of the comic pretty well in certain places. Very yellow. Yes, and but the comic, comic is as well. Yeah, uh, and so, the comic, the the dissolves nice opening sequences where they have the dissolve of the people yeah. into the characters in the yeah. comic book, which is quite nice. as uh, well. It's quite cool, and you actually do see that they've cast this shit pretty damn well. Yeah, I mean, the cast is fantastic. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba's great in it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Short. <laughs> Oscar Haneda gets I fucking nothing to do. short because he made a mistake. <laughs> Pooch. Um, Holt McCallany. I never actually realized his name. He's great as Wade. I mean, he's been in a load of movies. Yeah. Um, I like him. And Jason Patrick. A lot of a lot of reviews were down on Jason Patrick because he was not. But he. he I mean. It, Jason, I think the, the main thing with Jason Patrick's performance is that, number one, if you are expecting something that resembles a performance, you probably won't like it. Yeah. Because he does look like, like he's bored. Like that's, and, and, he's, and it looks like he's bored because that's his decision as an actor. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's like I'm a just, CIA guy who like, he just, he, he lives on another level and this shit is beneath him. Like, I mean, I got that vibe off it. It's, that kind, but it's the kind of performance... What the fuck happened to his hand? I don't know. Never explain that. It's the kind of performance that you know. It's like you're either gonna like you're either gonna like it or you're just not. It's memory. Yeah. It's. it's I liked it. I thought it worked well. I mean, it was a kind of creepy bad guy, but also like on a human level, you know, that it's quite early on where he gives a nod to threaten somebody, and instead his henchman kills the guy, and he's like, "What was that?" Yeah. No. I mean, that. that I mean, it has. It like, has. That was, a, that, was a, that was a choke him nod. That wasn't a throw him off the fifty seventh floor nod. <laughs> And also the part where he just shoots that chick because the umbrella just won't. <laughs> Give me your gun. Give me your gun. She got sun on me. <laughs> he doesn't even say that. He doesn't even say that, but that's why she died. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean the movie definitely had its moments. And the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin is a bit weird. I mean, when they show that shot, I thought it was like a CG rendering, supposed to be seen, pulled out to a laptop screen, not you know the weapon of the, the the MacGuffin weapon that they have to stop the falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it does suffer in comparison now after seeing it after the A Team and the Expendables. It is very much a men wronged doing right kind of movie mm-hmm. and you know you could draw parallels between Jason Patrick's role and um, Wilson's role in um, the A-Team mm-hmm. but uh, no I thought it was I thought it was good there's some very funny moments and I, I would rec- definitely recommend watching it I don't think there's any reason not to watch it um, I think it's a fun fun movie to watch alright mm-hmm. so yeah the losers they're in the A-Team <laughs> get turned on and they have to find the guy who burned them <laughs> so fucking random. <laughs> uh, 
friend of mine on Twitter just put, ah, stupid eye twitch, make it stop. <laughs> I don't know why I just find that funny. Okay. Um, finally, so yeah, it looks like the, we're probably gonna have to review some like old movies because it looks like you know we're not we got Step Up Three. I ain't watching that. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. You know, if you if you want a review of Step Up Three, uh, yeah, I, send us in a review of Step Up Three. That'd yeah, cool. and you know, and we will we will read it for you. The email address is podcast and, and, and we will we will make fun of you as we read it as yeah. well. <laughs> Although Vampire Suckers out next week, and that's supposed to be getting okay reviews. What? I heard it's absolutely atrocious. Well, I heard some other things. You know, like that's a movie I actually want to see because you know, like uh, it, it it it's a movie that I might actually be able to talk some shit about because. Yeah. You know, like lately we've been watching a lot of movies that have actually satisfied us, and the reviews aren't that long because, mm. like, we don't want to give shit away. Exactly. And so it's like I'm kind of in the mood to see something that's really shit. <laughs> I'm in the mood to be pissed off because I paid money to see a piece of garbage. Oh, Devil's out in September 16th. Devil. I am looking forward to this movie. Yeah, me too. The fact that uh, M Night Shyamalan's not directing it, I think, is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shyamalan, ding dong, dude. What the fuck is going on? So yeah, let's finish off with our customary box office top ten for Malaysia and the U.S. Uh, at number ten for the Malaysian box office is Jade and the Pearl. No idea. Number nine, Gandhi. Number eight, Curse of the Deserted. Number seven, Tekken. Number six, the Sorcerer's Number five, Inception. Love that movie. Number four, Love in the Skies. Number three, Salt. Probably should go see Salt at some point. Yes, I would like to, actually. Yeah. Number two, The Last Airbender. Still hanging in there, even though it's kind of shit. Number one, The Expendables. Yeah, go see it now. It's awesome. And at number ten of the U.S. box office is Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. And number nine, Dinner for Smokes. Have you heard much about it? Is this any good? Uh, no, I've heard it's either or. You either like it or you don't. Yeah. But it's from the director of Meet the Parents, so there you go. Uh, fuck him. Number eight, Salt. Number seven, Step Up 3D. Number six, Despicable Me. I still want to see this. Yeah, I want to see this badly. It's not in the cinema anymore, though. And very disappointingly, opening at number five, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Scott Pilgrim! <laughs> this versus is very, the box office. This is very fucking disappointing. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, like, this is a movie that really does deserve to do fucking well. I'm hoping it rallies this week, that, because there's so much good word of mouth out there. I mean, we should probably mention how people are just banging on this movie for no good reason. There's been, like, it made 10.6 million and got a 60 million budget. Yep. Yeah, although now they're saying it's close to eighty-five, and that and that's before what they spent on marketing. Really, because yeah. they've been marketing the fuck out. They of really this. have been going crazy with the marketing. But um, if you just follow Edgar Wright's tweets, every day he's in a different city, traveling the fucking globe, yeah. screaming I mean, on the rooftops. Well, one thing that I think is interesting to point out is that uh, never before has there been so much coverage uh, in print and also online because a movie did not do well. There's I mean, a, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, you, you do get that with like the really big tentpole movies, like, like Airbender. Where, Airbender got a lot of it as well. Yeah, you know, but this is not a tentpole movie. Right. You know, this is coming out towards the end of the summer. Sixty mils, medium budget. Yeah, you know, uh, so it's it is fascinating that uh, it, that the fact that this movie has not opened well has gotten so much coverage, and there are so many different theories. You know, like there's the Michael Sarah fatigue syndrome. Yeah, uh, which we've always been slightly concerned about. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, and the not getting it syndrome. Yeah. Even with that, I mean, there's such a large group of people out there who want to see this movie. I'm surprised that you know I've heard reports of people seeing it three times. I know. It's, why not? Why is it? I'm it, surprised. It almost feels like a conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> they want to keep Edgar Wright down. <laughs> Punish like for it. something for Michael Sarah. I don't know. What something. Something. I don't know. But um, there's a very interesting piece on the NPR website where they have. This is one of the first movies where they're reviewing the audience. There was one review, I think, the New York Times that said like they missed a lot of the movie because of the the crowd they were with. All the fanboys were laughing so hard. It's like what you're giving out about a romantic comedy because people were laughing at it. I know, which is completely retarded. Yeah, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's numerous articles, like numerous big 
uh, print websites have been having ragging on the audience just saying how it's all gamer shit and all that crap and the, the girl who wrote this piece on NPR is like I'm 36 I have a Wii but that's just for bowling yeah. I don't get any of the references but it's still a visually inventive movie and it's still you know fantastic no it's a, it's a great film I yeah. mean it's such a fun movie I mean but the, the and, but I think also another factor is the fact that there were a lot of people that seemed to get the impression that this, that this movie was being shoved down their throats mm. you know which you can kind of get yeah. you know like you read the talkbacks and it's like I'm so fucking sick to death of hearing about this movie yeah. you know and you, you, I mean, we've talked about it every week we, since Comic Con, <laughs> but only because we've seen it and we we feel it deserves to be seen. Yeah. You know, and also um, you know because we're fans. But it's like, you know, it's like it's like when 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 people in the office talk about Lost. For me, you know, yeah. I'm just like, oh fuck's sake! Yeah. Everything that you're telling me just makes me want to hate it more. <laughs> you know, like, and, and for all I know, it could be, it could have got, it could have gotten really good. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it, it, I mean, ending fucked it, so you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, there is that sort of thing, and it is a shame. I mean, I do hope that it picks up in the second weekend, but I don't think so. I think it that, doesn't usually happen that yeah, way, does it? But word of mouth could spread. You know, go see this movie. Go see this movie. I mean, I think this is a movie that you know like, it's just going to find its audience on DVD. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, and they're also good in that they've done the full run. The only thing that's yeah. going to fuck is Michael Sarah's career. Yeah, and Edgar Wright's chance of getting another big budget movie. Oh, I don't think so. I think I think the only one that's really in any danger is Michael Sarah. But from I a money man perspective, they're going to just look at the bottom line. It's going to be a bit hard. It's going to be difficult for him. But from a like from a if you're looking at like say Marvel choosing to do Emma, I think there's, there's, it's a no brainer there. I mean, they've got fucking Joss Whedon direct the Avengers for God's sake. Yeah, they're choosing quality over bank. Yeah, but not enough lot of studios do do that these days. Yes, that's true. Number, Number four, four. <laughs> Inception. Inception. Number three, The Other Guys. This is getting good reviews. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm interested to see this. Number two, Eat, Pray, Love. Fuck you, Julia Roberts. Number one. I did read, heard a review about three women on The Onion reviewing this. And oh, they're yeah. saying how like it's all the book is all about as well. Her life is shit. Her marriage is breaking up. Her second relationship is breaking up. And she just wants to live and do whatever the hell she wants to for a while. And like doesn't care who fucks off. But in the movie, it comes off like she's being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be cool. Also, she seems to have her own light source. What? Throughout the movie, <laughs> it's like she is lit different to everyone else. I just, I mean, I, I just find that, you know, like, uh, the, the whole problem I have with the, the concept of this film is it's wrong casting, dude. Yeah. You know, like, cast a proper looking woman. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I can't handle Julia Roberts' lips anymore. They freak me out. I just have trouble accepting Julia Roberts playing a normal person. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you take one look at her and you have to, let, you know, like, you, you know. I you think she to- decides that she's going to eat, you know, she's going to eat whatever she wants. It's like, okay. What you know? Yeah, but you you know damn well that as soon as this movie's over, you're going back to your personal trainer, you know, and all yeah. this shit. And it's like, and quite frankly, dude, you don't look like a woman who's letting yourself go. Yeah, one of the things is they said that it might have been it might have been a great movie in the '80s or the '90s, you know. Yeah, but it's just like yeah. it's the wrong generation there. The woman like, well, what, I can imagine. Anyway. I can imagine Mystic Pizza, Julia Roberts, Nitty mm. Prelop. Yeah. You know, she's more more look or, or like working girl Melanie Griffith. Mm. Yeah, that that could work. That could work. Yeah, yeah that'll be awesome. Uh, number one in the US well they might be rebooting it in two years time uh, and the number one in the US box office is The Expendables go see it yeah it's awesome <laughs> if it's your thing chances are you've seen it already yeah we'll go see it again so we're going to play you out the first video clip we've had in a while this is Norman, Norman Tugwater Fantasy Sports Law thanks to Dave for highlighting this for us um it's, just, it's a great ad so a lot of it is visual seeing Gary Busey's face but look it up online it's uh, time to collect on YouTube Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. See ya. Hello, you fantasy football pansies. I'm Norman Tugwater, attorney-in-law. 
This is messing up. You! I'm getting ready to clean up with the mop of justice. Oh, don't ask me how. Come on. <laughs> Putting a laser focus on a quasi-legal segment of the law. Professional athletes' fantasy rights. Agent Peterson. You hear that cold, chilling sound? That's my client, Adrian Alday Peterson. Why do they call him all day? Because he's on the gridiron all day. He's cracking bones. He's spitting blood. And he gets no payback from the Fantasy Football League. What's up with that? That's a good question. What is up with that? There's one thing I can't stand more than a well-educated jury. It's you. Take the rights of my client's performance in football. You must pay the professional athlete for his fantasy rights. It's time to get yours. I pick Adrian Peterson. Remember the Alamo! <laughs> Fantasy Civil Suit. 